0: Thank you. This episode was Avery, who is a community organizer and political campaigner for the Bernie campaign. She's just about to be shipped off to Florida to help before the final uh, caucuses happen there. So lots of love. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to help, um, just honestly, sharing this show with anyone or on social media is the absolute best thing that can ever happen. If you're new here, subscribe, leave a review. Lots of love. And here's the show. All right, and we're live. How goes it?
1: It's going good. Yeah, yeah, just hanging out. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, do you want to take a minute and introduce yourself and what you've been up to lately?
1: Yeah, totally. So my name is Avery Temple. Um, I am an organizer in Eugene, and I specifically organize with Sunrise Eugene, as well as um, occasionally with GTFF 3544.
0: What's that? Um, Wait, it's what?
1: a graduate student union at the U of O.
0: Are you a graduate student?
1: No, oh. I'm an undergrad, but... Um, I do just like in general help them like if they need any like help organizing or getting together like all the undergraduate allies. Cool. So I do Allies.
0: That. Allies in what? Mm-hmm.
1: Allies in just helping them last so it was mostly during the fall term mm-hmm. when really I was working with them a lot. Um and that included, you know, like protesting on at Johnson Hall, yeah. so the administrative building, um, as well as just like getting out the information to undergraduates so that they could just, like, keep pressure on the administration. Yeah. Because what were you the, trying
0: to do at the time?
1: The administration at the time was, like, trying to take away that, like, all of the graduate students, their health care, including the health care that affected them and their families. Right. And that was, the, that was one of the main things and then also reduce their pay and so if they
0: dropped tuition a bunch and mm -hmm. then did that but you know they still would have charged students the same exactly and also they were
1: increasing tuition no (laughs) so it was just like this like whole conglomeration of things but a lot of undergraduate students don't really know what's going on with Mm -hmm. graduate students yeah Yeah, so that was just kind of something that I I really appreciate labor organizing and just labor like people working in labor unions um So that's really something that, like, I was working with them a lot. Let's Um, get into
0: labor unions for just a second. Because it's something that I'm always... Sure. It seems like a really good thing to be, like, for labor unions. Mm -hmm. And I think most of them are good. But then, like, police unions and prison reform unions, some of them generally, like, if you're a prison guard, your union is Mm -hmm. in the business of keeping people locked up. So, of course, you're going to go against marijuana being legalized and stuff. Like, some unions are kind of bad. So how do you balance that?
1: I mean, I've never personally worked with, you know, like... Those types of unions, I've only worked, I've only done organizing with GTFF Mm -hmm. and I'm not even like hired or anything like that. Like I just did it as a volunteer. I would not say that I am an expert on labor unions by any means, (laughs) but personally I do think that there are obviously like there's, there's pros and cons to, to to organizing unions for specifically like police. Yeah. Um yeah, because you you know you'd want police to be accountable, right? You want all workers to be paid and to have like benefits like health care mm-hmm. and paid family leave if that's something that maybe the US could get behind sometime soon. Um, yeah. You know, like you want people to have basic rights, mm-hmm. right? But yep. you don't want it to become like, you know, maybe like a brotherhood type of thing. Yeah. You want to make sure that there's like those kinds of boundaries. Um, and I think that with police specifically it's really difficult to walk those, those mm-hmm. lines. Um,
0: Are coal unions, is that a thing? Like, why do we keep subsidizing them? My understanding is that's a union that gets government money to keep them going?
1: I actually don't know enough about oh, that. So funny. I don't know. I would have to look into that. Um, yeah.
0: well, this is Tiger Gruber's misinformation hour. So you can just, you can just, <laughs> I can just off. be yeah. saying like whatever if, I, if, I want. If you don't know something, <laughs> give your best logical answer. That's oh my God. What, no, my
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. Like in my heart. Really? <laughs> yeah. <That's fun. laughs>
0: no, I think, I think for the most part and like people can always double check it and stuff on their own. So anyways, Definitely. you, you're doing it for, are you going to be a graduate student soon or?
1: No. So I'm actually planning to go into law school um, out in New York City. Whoa. So that will probably be not next year, but the year after. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm going to take like a year just to do, get like in-state tuition specifically with CooneY because yeah. that's the school that I'm hoping to go to. That's nuts. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, I bet
0: you can wait. That seems like a lot of hard <laughs> and boring work.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Law school is kind of like my first Choice right now, but the thing is, is like if I go to New York and hopefully I get a job in politics mm-hmm. um, right off the bat, that would be amazing. So, and what if would I, a job
0: in politics look like?
1: Honestly, I really want to work with community organizing and continue to do that, but for money. So i how the, Obama started, right? Was it?
0: Isn't it Wasn't
1: he, I mean, I'm sure. Wait, are you
0: jo- are you fucking with me?
1: Uh, listen, I honestly am not like the biggest stan on Obama. <laughs> that's so hilarious. I mean, like the things that I do know about him were mostly like just during his presidency. I didn't really like. I didn't. I never read it, like any of his biographies. Yeah, he tried coke a little
0: like bit. That. I'm pretty sure he smoked cigarettes and weed. Like I
1: heard, I saw like the weed thing. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, of course he was in college. So like, he was cool.
0: Um, I'm pretty. Yeah, he was a community <laughs> organizer in Hawaii. I'm pretty ah, sure.
1: I'm honestly not surprised. Mm-hmm. I feel like community organizing is a really good intro to politics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and some people do it for like different reasons, right? Like. Like Most of the time.
0: Communica- community organizing for evil. I guess that's what the KKK and stuff is. They're yeah, community organizer.
1: Technically oh community God. organizing, just so not funny. Just not one that I would like to yeah. to endorse or mm-hmm. or appreciate in any sort of way. That's hilarious. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, I would like to do community organizing, ideally mm-hmm. in New York City, just as like paid or work as part of a political campaign that I believe in, you know, like AOCs. You're
0: doing it right now, too.
1: Well, so I don't technically work on the Bernie Sanders campaign anymore. I worked on the campaign as a campus organizer at Iowa State University. Mm. um, And that was through January all the way up until the caucus on February 3rd. Mm. So I worked with them during that, but I am not currently working on the campaign. Okay. I so, thought you were
0: flying to Florida for the Bernie campaign.
1: Yeah, no, as a volunteer, as a oh, super okay, volunteer. Cool. That's what we call them, super vols, yeah. like people who have previously worked on the campaign mm-hmm. and or people who are just deeply invested. Is Kyle going to do it? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> no, because no, he just went, he's in Washington right now. He is. Yeah, he's volunteering mm-hmm. in Washington at, at Walla Walla.
0: Oh, cool, 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 yeah. or
1: in Whitman?
0: Yeah, Whitman? Whatever it is, whatever, yes. yeah. yeah.
1: In, up in Whitman, Okay. he's volunteering right now. I'd much right rather now.
0: go toward uh, near the Keys than, than I would I know, Washington. Right? I need the sun. Score. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you're right, you, your goal would, before before you become an actual politician yourself, you'd want to work with AOC? I
1: mean, ideally, yeah. yes. I would absolutely love that. Um, I actually had the chance to briefly meet her while working what? on the campaign. And it wow. was definitely top. Ten experiences of my life. Yeah. Um, just you know, absolute powerhouse was Did
0: she so seems lucky. like someone who you like she'd look you in the eyes and it's just was like, whoa, powerful.
1: Oh yes, definitely. Um, and just also really warm and kind. Oh nice.
0: So she doesn't seem warm and kind, she seems calculated.
1: Oh, I mean, she definitely knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's very capable, obviously. Like on all fronts, yeah. she's amazing, but truly very like just a genuinely nice human. You know
0: what I'm thinking? I'm like, why do I think she's cold and calculated? It's because her hair is so, like, you seem warm because your hair is like, you know, it's like...
1: Oh, it's like all like loose and it's it's like not like, it's not like kept.
0: It's like, it's like like, Mm -hmm. tightened back so tight. I'm like, whoa, it's almost scary.
1: Right. I think that that is, in general, especially if you look at female politicians, they (laughs) all have like looks about them, especially once they start, you know, becoming more famous. And I think that like a signature specifically with like Latinas Mm -hmm. is like having very you know like you usually prefer. have like pin straight hair i mean like that's like the general picture i i you're feel not like that?
0: you're latina right yeah
1: right. i'm a latina i'm half mexican i'm not like i don't want to say like i am you so know you like you
0: speak for the whole latina community i can just ask you a oh question oh my you god speak, you speak, you that's speak for exactly everyone, what i was trying right? to avoid <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm fucking with you yeah you know
1: uh, um, yeah I'm definitely not a representative but you know she she has like that look like she wears like hoops Lipstick, like she has like a very, a feel to her, Mm -hmm. like a very signature brand.
0: One thing, whenever I see people like that, and I see friends of mine who like have their Mm -hmm. um, hair tied really tight. Is mm-hmm. that's what causes like your your um, your forehead to move up and further? It's called like traction alopecia. What? Is the tight? You should look into it, and you can see pictures of it. So if you have your hair tight all the time, um, you start to lose it, and it starts to go back. And oh back my and god! Back. Yeah, and it's that sp-
1: actually terrifies me. Yeah,
0: so that's why I'm like, whenever I see that, I'm like, you might not. When people do it to their kids, is when it's the most oh. brutal. I'm like, Please don't put your hair as k- like your kids' hair tight.
1: No, I've literally. I mean, my mom used to do that to me. She would like just sit me down and like, cause I have super curly hair, unlike Mm. a lot of my family members. And so like, she would just sit me down and she would put me right in her lap, like between her legs and just like yank my my hair and then like gel it back. So I used to do that. Yeah. Um, It was not a good look. Definitely like 2002 Avery was No one has a good look
0: (laughs) up until about even past high school. No one looks good as a middle schooler. No. I got a fucking bowl cut. It's a bad time. Yeah. It's a bad time. Yeah. It's um, embarrassing. So, what are you getting a degree in right now, then?
1: Globalization, environment, and policy. So You're a globalist. <laughs> <well, laughs> no. Um, I'm just learning about it. I think that definitely my political views are not solidified in any specific Ooh. way. And I also don't really believe that there is much of a benefit to having one specific label to somebody. Wow. Um, specifically, like, I. You know I hear like a lot of community organizers maybe like they say like leftists or progressive or um like even some that's like they believe that they're like communists or like socialists yeah. and I think that like if you fully identify and believe in those values like by all means do your thing like but you know
0: you're a weak thinker if if all of your views can be ascribed to one belief or one side, like you're probably not thinking for yourself
1: i mean i wouldn't say I wouldn't say that you're a weak thinker I definitely don't I don't think that anyone. Technically, as a as a weak thinker, I just think oh, that come on. I think personally, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I have identified with anything that I one hundred percent believe in, mm-hmm. um, and I I don't mean as in like I don't have any values, right? Yeah. But I do have things that I I just don't think that any one way right now that has been created is the way to have a human society. Like I think that that's something that's changing and shaping, and it's very objective and, and subjective and it's just it's a lot you know like i don't think that you can say like any one way of being is the right way of being no right
0: it's here's what i mean by weak thinker like i have some friends who are right and left wing mm-hmm. so much so that they'll ascribe to even the parts of their perspective when they're ludicrous like if you're like right wing and then you're like, oh, well, I say climate change isn't real too because that's a right wing talking point. Mm. Like when Candace Owens went on Joe Rogan and stuff and she's a right wing person mm. and she made a lot of like right wing people and left wing people both make a lot of sense until they start talking about the craziest parts of their stuff. And they're like, how do you still believe that? Like, mm. I think it's more powerful if you agree with the other side more often.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that on things that we can all agree that people generally want, you know, like. To be treated like a human being yeah. or to, like, make sure that their family is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think it's just, like, when it really gets into how, that's when people start to yeah. disagree, right? So it's, like, people generally want similar things, like, to live a happy life that's, mm-hmm. like, very...
0: I say happy, healthy, and wealthy. Everyone right. wants to be happy, healthy, and wealthy.
1: Yeah. It's just, like... All those things are defined differently by people, right? Like people have different standards for like what they think of when they think of wealth or Mm -hmm. they have different ideas of what they think of when they think of happiness and like what brings them happiness. So I think especially in political parties, it gets really muddled when you just say that you are one specific thing. Mm -hmm. And because I really don't I think that people fluctuate on a lot of things. Like, we all, like, I've talked to Republicans who are very intense on climate action.
0: Yeah. You know? That's beautiful. That's what I mean. Right. Right. If you're. Um, a Democrat, but you're like, you know, but I think it is important that people like that our guns aren't taken away. I don't know, I don't, I know nothing about the gun debate, but mm-hmm. if you're like a strong left person, but you're like, but I I do uh, agree with right ideals and like this and this, mm-hmm. then it's like that's beautiful. But you're like, no, I don't agree with a single right wing thing. I'm purely left wing. I'm like, you gotta come on. At some point, mm-hmm. you got to start thinking for yourself. At some point, so far to the fact that you and you might hate me for this, but I'm a Bernie or Bust person.
1: Oh, okay, and, and yeah. Let
0: me, <laughs> and let me let me explain my my point for just a second. I even posted yeah. on social media because I'm like. If you just tell the Democratic Party, you're like, whoops, someone's ringing the doorbell. I'll vote for, like, any blue will do. I'll vote no matter what mm-hmm. you do. Like, even if you go against what everyone wants and you put Joe Biden in there, mm-hmm. you'll have my vote anyways. The only way to make them realize, hey, I'm voting Republican or not at all, mm-hmm. unless you actually just treat fairly, is to do it. You, you can't just say, like, I'm either not going to vote or vote for Trump mm-hmm. just to show the Democratic Party that in four years, they can't do this again. They can't mm-hmm. just keep throwing the actual movement under the bus and just given, like, right now, if Biden wins, it's going to literally be picking between two senile old men. Hmm. That's mm. the decision for who's running the United States. That's not okay. So, I think at some point we need to show the Democratic Party like, hey, maybe stop fucking over your own party or else people are not going to vote for you.
1: Well, I think I think like what a lot of people, especially so in my time in Iowa, to like kind of backtrack just a little, yeah. I noticed that a lot of people were very disenchanted with the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. right? So, I think I think overall people feel betrayed yeah. and not just not just You know, leftists, not just progressives, like people who are just general, like run of the mill, not super entrenched in policy people. And I think that they have every right to feel that way Mm -hmm. because the the Democratic Party has betrayed them in so many different ways. Like you were just saying, like the last election was an utter failure, which is why we are where we are today. This one's
0: kind of an utter failure. And,
1: (laughs) And this one, it definitely has like lots of. Really shady and sketchy parts to it that we are all seeing unfold. That as the you know as the establishment <laughs> yeah. is attempting to make something that is not wanted by a majority of people the only option. Yeah. Um, and I I totally understand why people are Bernie or Buzz. And the thing is is like I at this moment at this moment in time I am I've been telling people when they ask me this sort of question mm-hmm. I am only thinking about Bernie Sanders. I am not thinking about any other. Person nice. like I don't I'm not giving any attention, any time, any energy to any other candidate only to Bernie Sanders, because mm. I have to treat it. And I think that we should all treat it as if that is the only legitimate candidate. Yeah, because it, it is. genuinely I believe that yeah. he is. Um, and I think that if we even detract from that narrative, even a little bit, it takes away a lot of our narrative power. Mm. Um, and I think that even considering biden as someone or like for that brief moment bloomberg um God. as someone who could be a possibility
0: some people want her Buttigieg,
1: judge like that was no, a he was people, never
0: i mean did he ever pull above like five percent
1: well i mean like you know the whole like i was, anyways you yeah, know you know yeah, what i'm talking about yeah, like there yeah. was a brief glimpse in time where everyone was like oh, peace yeah. um and i think that I think that we just need to keep our eyes on the prize and, like, not even consider anyone else for the nomination. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to win us is if we just keep focused, like, instead of getting mad, instead of getting freaked out, instead of panicking, mm-hmm. organizing, yeah. calling your friends, messaging them, getting out the vote, doing whatever you can, making and it's calls. it's not too late for that? Um, oh, Because no. this
0: episode is going to come out, like, tomorrow, so... Super Tuesday just happened.
1: Yes, it just happened. Is it too
0: late for Bernie because of that? No,
1: absolutely not. Okay, there was, last time I checked, that was several hours ago. I've been, like, busy today, so I haven't really been able to check on delegate counts. But I know that it was 70, we, like, Bernie Sanders is 71 delegates behind Joe Biden. And also, we still have states like Florida which are 200 delegates, you know, and so we have, um,
0: that's why you're going to Florida.
1: Yes. I'm from Florida. And so like I want to make sure that I organize my community because I feel like that's my responsibility. And Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of us should look at it that way. You know, the university of Oregon has lots of people who come from all over the United States. I feel like if we all just put in the time to call text, visit our friends in those March States, we will easily win. And I don't think, I really, truly don't believe that it's over. And I think that the media wants us to think it's over because they want us to be intimidated. And for a lot of people, it has worked. For a minute, last night, I was panicking. I was like, oh my God, Like this is utterly horrifying that 48 Hours can undo all the organizing blood, sweat, and tears that people have put into the Bernie Sanders campaign. But it didn't. You know, like we're still here. People are still working just as hard on that campaign Mm -hmm. as they were beforehand.
0: Yeah. What do you think of the whole thing about Trump liking Bernie on Twitter? Like, have you seen those? I don't.
1: I don't think he likes him. I do think
0: he's very kind to him.
1: I think that it is kind of weird, but I don't think that it's weird in like a conspiracy way. I think that Mm -hmm. maybe it's just. Like he's calling out the DNC
0: for for fucking over Bernie, and that's that's the thing is like
1: everyone should be calling that Mm -hmm. out. You know, no matter who it is, we are obviously seeing foul play, and we are obviously seeing. Like, the DNC right now is more concerned with ruining Bernie Sanders' campaign than it is with defeating Donald Trump. And yep. I think that that speaks volumes about how the party does not represent the people anymore. No, it doesn't. And it's, we're, we are long past that. Like, at this point, it's, if Bernie becomes a nominee, which I genuinely think that he has the best shot of still doing it. Beautiful. We're going to have to absolutely shake things up and continue to organize even as he is a nominee.
0: Oh he'd crush Trump.
1: Oh yeah, but I mean, but still, (laughs) like still to fight for it. Because I think that everyone can be a part of this movement. Mm -hmm. I don't think that Bernie Sanders like I think he means it when he says Oh it's us, yeah. Yeah, that it's all of us, including people who, you know, have voted for Trump or including people. I'm going to
0: vote for Trump if Biden's the nominee.
1: I'm, I mean, I wouldn't go that far <laughs> for myself. I just like, I, at the moment, I'm like, it's just Bernie. That is yeah. the only option I have. Like, that is it. it. Yeah. There is no one else. Just so focused, like, as if I just have, you know, some blinders, some on. blinders on temporarily. I that mean, I'm still me paying really attention. That really happy that he
0: still has a, a chance. My biggest question with all this totally. is, what is a superdelegate? I do not know.
1: Okay, so superdelegates actually aren't, I mean, Everyone should fact check me on this because...
0: Yeah. No one fact checker.
1: <laughs> because I'm not totally sure. So I just want to put that first and foremost out there is that I... If I say something wrong, my apologies. Please call me out. Anyways, superdelegates are not actually a part of this Ooh. campaign season because, to my understanding, that was one of the things that Bernie was working against um, mm. as, of, as of last, elect- last election. Yeah. So I think that there was obviously a lot of voter fraud and voter suppression, but there was also a lot of sketchiness with superdelegates. Mm-hmm. So superdelegates basically just have like a larger, um, If oh God, I feel like, I know, no, I'm not totally mean? sure. I'm so pretty confusing? sure it just means that it has like a, like they have a larger holding in the democratic party mm. because, so there are delegates that are picked by the party based on the work that they do within the democratic party. Okay. And they have like, they have merit,
0: why do they have to make this so confusing i
1: know i'm just I think that it should just be like a one vote like that like whoever has the most popular votes yeah. like in a democracy mm-hmm. that's how it should work yeah
0: you're not one of those people who thinks Hillary should have won though, right no, okay, because everyone's like she won the popular vote four years later, and Trump was like, you know he he was one to get rid of the mm-hmm. uh, electoral college he's like it would have been easier to win the popular mm-hmm. vote. I'm like you got to give him props that he did play the game that matters um
1: I mean, I think specifically with Hillary winning the popular vote. I don't think that that happened, especially. Whoa, really? Um, I think I mean like not not trying to be like edgy or like conspiracy. There's just <laughs> edge
0: lord. <Avery on. laughs>
1: <laughs> after hearing tons of people talk mm-hmm. in Iowa who were at the caucuses who were you know there for the coin flips. I mean she won. Sixteen out of seventeen coin flips but, in Iowa, which is statistically impossible. Yeah, and hearing,
0: mm,
1: yeah, I mean, like, it just doesn't <laughs> realistically make, it's like, impossible. It just would not happen. Yeah, in no, any ever. in like what yeah. timeline, yeah. right? And, and
0: why is this a coin flip? Why is the coin flip the exactly? It? And
1: that's another thing is like caucuses in general are just a mess. They, they are like the undemocratic yeah. and they are just so, so messed up. Um, they're just. In, entirely ableist and very privileged and they're they're made so that privileged. the vote is rigged mm-hmm. and talking to a lot of people in Iowa that's what I heard over and over they were like I was at that caucus you know I was at that like that site I was in that precinct mm-hmm. and I watched them as they wouldn't show anybody the coin like I took videos as they per like Blatantly rigged it. Well,
0: that's what happened this time. We did the video of the one person who like flipped it over like four yeah, times. Like hey, he's too dumb to even just flip it over once.
1: Mm-hmm. It was, and you know that that kind of thing happens when you have a whole system, like a whole political system that is not meant to represent the people. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of that is done on purpose, and it is maintained on purpose. And I think that a Bernie Sanders presidency would begin to undo those systems that have so deliberately disenfranchised people.
0: I agree. That's why I'm voting for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't ever smoke marijuana. But for some reason, I took CBD and it was too strong. So I was high one day overthinking Whoa. it. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I know, it was CBD. Aww. And I was just overthinking it. I'm like, I understand why someone wouldn't like Bernie. If you mm-hmm. think the government's incompetent, why do you want to give it more power? Right. That makes sense to right. me. It's like, what if Bernie, I don't think he is putting on a ploy, though. I genuinely think... He's going to do better for this. Um,
1: I mean, that's what he's been doing for literally his entire political yeah, life, and yeah. also before he was into politics, just as like someone who was an advocate, an mm-hmm. activist. You,
0: a community organizer, possibly. Oh,
1: I wish. Um, oh my God, if I could, if I could be Bernie for a day. That'd
0: be the coolest thing. My favorite, thing, my <laughs> favorite thing that's ever been said on Bernie. I just saw it a week ago. I was like. Who would have known that a Jew traveling the country talking about free health care and helping different impoverished people would go over so poorly with Christians?
1: Oh, my gosh. I've actually I think I've seen some takes like that. And I, golden. you know, I think that that is something that should be discussed is the way that religion has become a part of the Republican Party, but not the actual religion. Just. Mm-hmm. Like, I not like, the like ideals. Christ, like Christ was Right, to, right, okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> not like the actual beliefs of, like, yeah. Christian ideology, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the things that they're supposed to believe in, they're supposed yeah. to fight for. I think that it's definitely been used as, like, a bargaining chip oh, it is. for the I mean, Republican Trump's not Party, religious. unfortunately. And that's why
0: I like Tulsi, because she would have been... Uh, Like everyone always talks about, like, oh, we need a woman in office, or we need that. I think we need someone who's not Christian in office. I think that matters more than anything. We need someone who represents different ideals. State. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the where Trump was addressing the nation. Nancy Pelosi Mm -hmm. ripped up the speech. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. It literally said, "In God We Trust," right above him, in the biggest words in the whole place. I'm like, how is that separation?
1: I know. Well, that's the thing is that I really don't think that the United States has been a democracy, and I don't think that it has been the type of America that it pretends to be right mm-hmm. like I don't think that our country and our nation has separated church and state. I, I mean obviously like a lot of people are aware of these things I think now or at least becoming more aware of it seeing the fact that like we have that in major documents in major mm-hmm. um, government buildings and you know every, people
0: every uh, president has been Christian right that in itself says a lot
1: yeah and I think that that is a problem because we're supposed to be a um, multi-faith like Mm multiracial, kind of you know country a nation where people can come and be themselves and not everyone is just a white christian male Mm -hmm. or in one case a black christian male and like that that just doesn't represent the united states so yeah yeah, i totally agree that we should have other religions in the white house i think that other types of people should be in the white house Mm -hmm. i think honestly
0: but not over merit like would you vote for mm. you? I mean, you obviously wouldn't. You're, uh, thank you for not being someone who would vote for Elizabeth Warren over Bernie purely because she's a woman.
1: I don't think that I just base it off of policy. Like thank you, yeah. personally, Bernie Sanders. Like he's a nice man. Right. Like he's he's an all right man. You know, he's done good things in his life. But I did not become someone who wanted to work for his campaign because I thought that he was great or because I thought that he had an amazing personality or because I thought that he looked cool or whatever, because truly I I looked at his policies and I was like, this is what will help my family the most. Mm -hmm. This is what will help my friends, families the most. And like this is what I want to see in my community. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to fight for. And that's why I want to vote for him and advocate for him. I don't think – I think that even though Elizabeth Warren has some really good Mm-mm. policies, I think that some of her policies are worth learning from. Okay. I don't think that just because she is solely a woman is the reason to vote for her at all. But I do know people that do think that. Right. And I, and I understand – I don't do understand, you understand. I much? don't understand that actually because really if you even look at it from like a feminist perspective – Anybody who, is, who has the best policies, who will benefit the most people across all boards, yeah. all races, all genders, all sexualities, all faiths, that is the person who people who believe in fem- feminism mm-hmm. would vote for. Yeah. And that's Bernie Sanders in this election. Unfortunately, he's an old white man. But really, like, if it's he so has funny. the policy.
0: He has a look. You are mentioning AOC has a look earlier that she kept with. He has a look. He has, oh, he'd look much better sweaters. balded.
1: Oh, I was just thinking, like, <laughs> okay. he keeps, like, the
0: wispy hair off to the side. I'm like, just shave it, dude. Just shave it.
1: Oh, I was just thinking of, like, where he always matches black and blue and is always, like, sweaters. He's, like, he just <laughs> wears black, blue, and brown confidently. That's and hilarious. I'm just like, that's a power move right it's a there. a power move. Because you, I couldn't do that. What I'm
0: always curious about is when uh, Democrats and Republicans wear ties that are the other color. Like, a Democrat wears a red tie or, a, like, or Donald Trump wears a blue tie. I'm just like, it's just curious. Like, what's going through their head? Why not wear, it? Maybe like, they a, just like
1: blue. Yeah, but
0: it's a signaling thing for sure. I mean,
1: definitely. I think that they, you know, there are analysis and focus groups (laughs) dedicated to that. And I think that in some ways that's that's like an appeal of Bernie is that he really doesn't Mm. try as hard, I feel like, as a lot of politicians to seem as, you know, like shaped up and trimmed and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like he just genuinely seems comfortable in what he's doing and. What he wears. And I think that that's much more relatable, right? Like, we all don't like walk around looking our best. 200% 200% of the time. It's oh, like impossible.
0: I started this show with video and I wore suits and the guests would wear suits. And after a while, Aww. I'm like, fuck, you know, why on earth would I ever do that?
1: Right. That's so, that's so sweet. Know, that's sweet like, though. I want to
0: be professional. And then yeah. I'm like, I'm less comfortable. The guests is less comfortable. Right. And we don't actually look like this. It's such a facade that I'm just, I'm Definitely. not buying into it anymore. So I yeah. wasted a bunch of money on suits. So I wish Aww. I could return them. Yeah, it was a rip. But you,
1: <laughs> I mean, now you just have them for a long time, right?
0: But I'll never wear them. Now when I go to nice events, I just wear regular t-shirts and stuff.
1: Maybe you should just like start wearing suits whenever you just feel yeah, really good.
0: Maybe I will. i go to a you music know? festival in a suit. I'm just like tripping You're on you just it.
1: like, that's right. <laughs> i on
0: mushrooms and MDMA just wearing a suit like, hey, everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, just I with mean,
0: a buzz cut. I'd look like such a... Could
1: be a good look. It wouldn't More be. normies at the festival.
0: Normies? <laughs> wait, are you not? Wait, what? The, are you not a normie? No,
1: no, no. I was just saying like, I guess we're all kind of normies in our own way, right? Like, I don't know. But I, I just did a two-hour show
0: with someone who went in depth about uh, his heroin use and abuse and mm. current what attempt to get off of it, uh, drinking a bunch, his sexual wow. like like I got in the, the most previous show right before this.
1: Wait, who was that? Because uh, I just saw somebody post about your. Because no, I know them. I think wait, and they're my friends. Is it Joey? I don't know.
0: Oh. Anyways, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's hilarious. You also um, have a friend who who used heroin.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean. I think that's one thing is that in, like ending and destigmatizing like drug oh, yeah. use yeah, is 100%. such an important issue. Oh. And like as someone who has had like addicts in their family of various types of vices, mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that like the United States needs to desperately move towards destigmatizing, treating said, do you have addiction. A Everybody has a vice. What's
0: your vice? Um, Social media.
1: <laughs> uh, sometimes. Or a substance. No, or I mean... men
0: that you use, oh and, use and throw away. No,
1: no. No, okay. I really try to make sure that I treat people with, like, some sort of decency or at least, you know, like, mean what I say, right? Mm-hmm. And But, no, I mean, yeah, everybody has a vice. I mean, social media is definitely a big one, I feel like, for a lot of people our age. Mm-hmm. Also, though, I just really like wasting time. And I think that really that shouldn't even be a vice because I feel like capitalism makes us believe that wasting time like is something that you do when you're not being productive and i think that being productive all the time is ridiculous ridiculous. and i think that that's like a capitalist concept and that productivity should not just be the whole reason why you exist first and foremost but i love wasting time like i love not doing shit
0: that's why i hate motivational speakers they make you feel guilty for like capitalism does but motivational every day you should be grinding you're working 40 hours there's someone else doing the same thing working 60 hours i'm like eat shit
1: Yeah. No, people rest is resistance. There's this, there's this really powerful, um, account that I follow social media. Um, (laughs) that's called the nap ministry. Like nap as in like taking a nap. Right. And they, all they talk about is rest as resistance. And so what that looks like, and it's kind of like deprogramming how you believe in, like what you believe in as productive Like, rest is productive because, right, like, it's more sustainable for your body. Mm -hmm. Like, it's important for you. Rest and, like, recreation help build creativity, which make you more productive Mm -hmm. in the long run. And that's why, like, 30-hour work weeks are really statistically work better, right? So it's just, like, anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. Mm -hmm. I just feel like rest is really, really important, and people in the United States do not – Make it important enough. Yeah,
0: nap advocate uh, Nap advocate
1: on the show. Yes, 100% everybody go take a nap. I used to take naps
0: all the time. So I used to take psychedelics most every day. And I noticed I'd take take naps all the time because it's draining. I don't know if you've ever taken it. I'm not going to call you out if you don't want to talk about it. Um, (laughs) But it is, hands down, one of the more draining things is to take mushrooms or DMT and Mm. stuff. Like quite often, it's like, oh, my God, I just need to sleep.
1: Wait, so what's your vice?
0: Um, I mean, I take Kratome three times a day, every day. What
1: is which, that like? Like, so, I don't oh know anything my about God. it. Ugh. Imagine the best parts
0: it. of weed, alcohol, and caffeine with almost none of the downsides. And it's extremely cheap, but it's technically an opiate. What? Um, so <laughs> what? It, it's just like, uh, so you take it and you have this, like, all you can say is, oh my God, I feel good. I have such an overwhelming sense of well-being. Wow. My, my idea of the future is positive. I feel good physically, mentally. I'm like, oh my God. And it's like 25 cents for an amount. It's unbelievable. It's great. But if you buy it, buy it online. Don't buy it in person. They rip you off for the price. I'm So that's I'm my, biggest advice. my biggest vice. is my biggest vice. I've taken it every day for like three years now. Um, and recently, Fenibit, which is also, it's just GABA, it's okay. like It's like a neurotransmitter in your head. It's similar to Xanax, I'd want to mm, say, but it mm-hmm. doesn't have almost any of the downsides because it's not like a real big pharmaceutical. Um,
1: okay. And both of those are legal.
0: Un- illegal supplements. Um, I love DMT. It's wonderful. It's not a vice because I don't like take it habitually. Right, right. Um, But But, I like when you take it, you enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Um, Not even any of the other psychedelics. Like I don't think I'll ever take LSD again. Mushrooms, I might, but Mm -hmm. I don't really like them that much. Um, Totally. So yeah, substances are definitely my biggest vices. I have been addicted to Reddit, also. For like five years. Whoa! Reddit is unbelievably addictive.
1: I mean, I like sometimes going Reddit. My favorite one is the R slash. No, it's the relationship (laughs) advice. Really? Um, Because I think it's hilarious. Like, right? Like drama. I just think it's absolutely fascinating what's going on in people's relationships. Like, so funny. I literally sometimes I'll just be like, okay. I just I just need to hear some ludicrous <laughs> shit really quick, and yeah. then I'll just you know like look it up yeah. and I'll read it, and I'll be like, people are bananas. Like half of this is probably made up, but half of it's not. Makes
0: you feel really good about your relationships too.
1: Sometimes I'm like, is my life boring yes. because it's not this eventful? But then I'm like, no, I'm just like trying to be healthy and stable, I guess. That's which is so tight. funny. Excuse <laughs>
0: drama. You just go on and be like. I, I just mean. think it's
1: funny, yeah. and like sometimes I'll be reading it, you know, like. We had so I had I was in I was like a manager over my interns um when I was a campus organizer at ISU for the Bernie Sanders campaign and they were all really into Reddit and so They would sometimes we would do these things called dorm storms, which just means you're like knocking on lots and lots of dorms. Like you go into a dorm all Mm -hmm. sneaky and stealth-like, and then you basically just knock on as many doors as possible and talk to people about the campaign as like as quick as you can before an RA kicks you out, essentially. Oh, that's hilarious. It's really fun. Like just straight up, it's because it's (laughs) like you're not supposed to be doing it, but you're telling so many people about politics, it like feels Like sneaky. And I don't know. People just really like that. Yeah. Um, so when we were doing that, we had like these people on Reddit who were like, like there was like two people who were like, oh, this is so annoying. Blah, blah, blah. When people knock on my doors in X, Y, and Z dorm. And then other people were like, oh my God, I had the best conversation with this person. And so they would just constantly send me like Reddit threads Mm -hmm. of their university and being like, we knocked this dorm on this time. And like this person's like saying how much they loved us and blah, blah, blah. So it was really sweet. I got to see like how active people are on Reddit, which I thought it was like a 10, like that was like, I thought it was a while ago that people cared about Reddit. Oh, Reddit's
0: like one of the biggest social media things, I think. Um, I mean, it's not as big as Facebook with a billion, but I think Facebook is dead. If you go on Facebook, it's it's not real. Um, Twitter's pretty very much alive. It's not real. I don't think Facebook is real. (laughs) Instagram seems pretty real. Twitter's pretty real. And Reddit's very real.
1: Twitter Um, is very real. Twitter
0: is the coolest. It's a void. It is.
1: (laughs) But like, it's a fun void. But
0: they reach out to me. Like, uh, Duncan Trussell got back. Like, famous people will tweet back to you, which is the coolest thing. Yeah,
1: it's nice to be able to like reach, like Nina Turner. Mm,
0: I don't know who that
1: is. Senator, oh my God. First of all, first of all, everybody (laughs) who listens to this, please look up Senator Nina Turner. She's literally, so she's a surrogate on the Bernie Sanders campaign. Mm -hmm. Absolute badass. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) 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 She's like literally. She's my, like probably my biggest inspiration. Her and Dr. Cornell West. Both, oh, I like Dr. Cornell West. Yeah, if you like Dr. Cornell West, kind of. like you will up. love Nina Turner. Wow. Because she is I'll look her up, I'll follow her right. She's now. a beautiful speaker. And nice. just like I saw her in person twice speak, and it was an out of body experience. Whoa. Like I, I was like crying. I had goosebumps. Like Whoa. I was moved beyond comparison. I have never seen somebody speak like that in my whole life. I mean, I'm only 23, so, like, I guess that's not really saying much. But still, like, she's just – she's legendary. She has, like, an energy that I've never seen before.
0: What is the energy? Like, she just captivates your attention or what?
1: Yeah, she just is genuinely – like, you just feel as if you want to be a better person by just being in her presence. Mm. And I think that she really moves people and understands people – on like a one-to-one way
0: yeah.
1: while speaking to thousands of people. Wow. So it it just seems like every word is meant for you, mm-hmm. even though she's like talking to everyone, right? And I don't know how she does it. It's just something that's maybe that she's worked on. I know that she has like a lot, she draws a lot of inspirations from her inspiration from other speakers.
0: Yeah. I want to look her up and, and watch her. historical
1: figures. Yeah. She's incredible. Please look her up. Uh, everyone, please look her up. That's cool. She's fantastic. She's like, if she is Bernie Sanders' VP, the oh, world is gonna sick. be like. W- Do like, you want to know my actual wet dream amazing? in terms of what? that?
0: I hope Bernie wins, uh-huh. but he makes Trump his VP. What? Bernie Bernie takes care of the domestic stuff, like the U.S. in terms of our uh, EPA and stuff, and then he has Trump deal with other countries like China and like everywhere else.
1: Tiger, I think that that's a terrible idea. That's my,
0: that's my absolute dream because I think Trump is really good with other countries. You think he's
1: good with foreign...
0: Yeah, yeah. I like Trump, but I hate what he does Ooh. to the U.S. I hate what he does with the EPA. I hate what he does. Everything he does domestically to U.S. citizens, I hate. I think it's awful, but I think what he does in terms of the tariffs on China and uh, other things, I think he has a lot of good ideas. And I think if Bernie won... I think there's a small chance that Bernie might let other countries walk all over us.
1: I disagree one hundred percent. I think that diplomacy,
0: yeah,
1: in general mm-hmm. is underrated, and I think Ooh. that like i I genuinely do think so, and I think that like threatening countries all over the place yeah. is like not a <laughs> not a good idea. Oh, I mean a great we've idea. <laughs> We've literally had people just like threaten war with us all mm-hmm. like constantly in yeah. this presidency, and I think that that's a sign of a weak worldwide leader <laughs> do you hilarious. know what i mean yeah, no, i know i in my opinion if somebody if people constantly want to go to war with you like you are probably not doing a very good job with foreign policy yeah. and like with foreign affairs
0: but there's a lot of things going on in the world that if you just let it slide forever <laughs> it's going to get significantly i don't worse. think that
1: things should just be okay. like i think that there is
0: like wars need to happen <laughs> i'm a pro-war uh, advocate
1: okay okay i think we have some like fundamental differences i i, just I hate around. just anybody dying mm-hmm. for a concept of a state yes straight up like i just think that people deserve to be alive and yeah. not not so throw... you think you're against war yeah
0: you're against war genuinely and you think i am the...
1: against war
0: so here, no, okay, no. It sounds like a really good thing. I've said it to so many people. Just skip ahead two minutes if you've heard me go on this rant a million times. Mm. By you being against war, mm. the the U.S. not intervening in the Middle East, you're saying, no, let's just let them hash it out. Let's, let's let the radical Muslims kill the innocent ones that are just maybe a slightly different sect. Do you know how like radical Muslims kill ten thousand people a year?
1: Mm. I, and it's just not white not what people I'm in the saying. US but that but is that's, but that's basic. not what I'm okay, saying because <laughs> I think that intervention yes. and war mm-hmm. are two different things.
0: So what would you call Fundamentally, intervening with radical Muslim or radical I would call
1: that diplomacy. Tiger. You can't have come
0: diplomacy. On.
1: I think I think that yeah, with some like with some radicals, you're yeah. right. Like just sitting down and talking is not gonna work. <laughs> oh and hey, I absolutely could you, could you but please I don't stop think,
0: raping and feeding women to dogs? That would be really think cool. That
1: murdering people yeah is a good look. And I don't think no, that that is an answer look. or a long-term solution yes. to violence. I don't think that you No.
0: No, I think, I, no, absolutely not. I don't know what is though.
1: Exactly. I think that like the way that we have been I cuz I'm not going to say that I know like all the answers that I know what to do. That I know what we should supplement mm-hmm. in every case besides yeah. war. I'm yeah. not saying that at all. Because I don't have all the answers. I'm, I'm a kid. Pro, I'm just but, pro war
0: to get people to to form an opinion better right. than oh war is bad. We should never be at war. No, like that's not our definitely. Good okay, cool.
1: I agree. I think that there should be. But I got I think her. That She's pro
0: should... war, Avery. Now. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Got you. Soundbite. <laughs> I
1: think stop. <laughs> I think that genuinely there needs to be more creativity and invention, or sorry, innovation. Yeah. With the United States in foreign diplomacy. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way that we have run our country, we have been in a war for almost our entire existence with someone or another. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's insanity. Yeah.
1: Like that is not, if that is what is fueling our country, if that is what is keeping it alive, mm-hmm. then it does not deserve to exist because yeah. it, it only exists because of violence. Mm-hmm. Well, violence, that's the
0: difference between first world and third world countries is if they participated. And I think it was the Cold War. That's literally what made countries develop more. In I think
1: that there is a lot more things that have made. I'm saying the technology like the definition of countries. a thir- first world and third world third country. Third I think that it's honestly because countries <laughs> like the United States have taken advantage of them for, like, imperialist countries have mm-hmm. taken advantage of them.
0: I've always been curious about for that. For centuries. That's probably one of my most controversial opinions. Everyone's like, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it.
1: Oh. <laughs> um, well, something that you don't want to sign. I'll bring it up. So you. I have this
0: guy. Um, he's my first guest, my 30th guest. I love okay. him. Um, He's okay. about to be a doctor. He's getting a PhD up at OSU. Oh,
1: um, nice.
0: And he's specifically all about race and words mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I'm going to bring it up with him. OK, um, I think
1: that's probably, yeah, that's a probably better because otherwise
0: it'd be two kind of just people rambling on about and it. just
1: two people who like genuinely don't know. Yeah. And like I, that's fair.
0: I, I say these radical views and I moderately hold them. But my idea is if someone presents me like a better fact, like, no, for every uh, one radical Muslim we kill, three more youth eventually become radical Muslims, because I believe that could be a possibility. I haven't seen statistics on it. And then I would change my point of view. But whenever, um, because I had uh, someone running for local city council on Tim Morris, and he's like, mm -hmm. no war with Iran. And then I said that to him. And how are you going to argue against that? Being like, "Okay, yeah, well, we do need to protect innocent people from radical people around the world. Honestly, um, when people start talking about crazy stuff, like not even crazy stuff, like uh, we need reparations for like black like slavery here in america i'm thinking there's still slavery going on if you really think slavery is bad how about we fix the slavery around the world rather than fixing the repercussions of it here in america hundreds of years later
1: i mean i think there's a lot to unpack in what you just said (laughs) Um, but i think first and foremost the first thing that came to my mind was i think that the black community does deserve reparations but i think that more than that it Like we need to fundamentally change the way that our country handles people of color and marginalized communities, including the slavery that happens here in the United States, Mm. i.e. the the prison prison system. system. And also in some other ways, the military industrial complex. Mm -hmm. And I think that both of those things need to be completely rebuilt. Oh, 100 percent. And in order and in tandem with reparations. And but also Native (laughs) Americans like that's. Those are people who always get left out of the conversation. Yeah. Indigenous people are constantly not at the beginning or forefront of mm-hmm. those types of conversations. And they should be. They should be right Boy, alongside. Why, they lost. I'm, I'm, I'm half oh. fucking around with you here. Oh, I swear <laughs> I to stopped, God, I Tiger. stopped going to
0: um, to <laughs> sunrise movements because I'm like, these are not my people. Because you'd start off and be like, let's take a moment of silence for the... Kawa, Kali- Kalapuya. Kalapuya people. because that's the land that we're on. And I'm like, yes, but I mean, if you're a Roman and you're just taken over by the like, Greeks or all the Greek people, like, let's be really sad for all the people we killed. See, like, no. that's definitely for the all of human pr- history. For literally Europe. all of human history, that's how land has been taken.
1: I think that that is, war. is because, and to <laughs> be general and. I just genuinely think that that is the way that men have run the world
0: yes and Good I think point. that
1: I think that that is an ineffective and unsustainable way yeah. and we have seen that especially here in the United States mm-hmm. with like the types of emissions that we are emitting oh, yeah. no a lot of that comes from the military yeah and I'm just saying like maybe war is just like not I know not like the the motivator anymore mm-hmm. I think that like we're supposed to find other ways to live mm-hmm. and to exist together. And I don't think that that's like a radical thing. I think that that's just something that is what's going to make humanity last yeah. instead of us all murdering ourselves and also everything on the planet.
0: Mm-hmm. I just think it was the most recent one. So people pretend like put it in a new category. Mm. But like like when, when people first go to a new place and then they get taken over by a neighboring state, like that's how land, that's how like we got to today where different people are in different places.
1: Yes. And I think it was horrible.
0: I'm not saying it wasn't horrible. What happened here with, to Native Americans was horrible. But war has always been horrible. I mean, if you look at how people used to torture people, and when mm-hmm. the Romans used to call, like kill a bunch of people in a land, they mm-hmm. would spray salt over. So then even if they left the land, they could never farm there again. Like, they literally did everything they could to brutally fuck over the people they killed. So I'm like, I don't think it was that crazy. I don't think it was that brutal compared to what has happened in the past. So I'm like...
1: Ah! <laughs> uh- Your sunrise people
0: are going to listen to this. No, no.
1: I I mean, like, maybe they will. I'm not sure if they will. Um, But I think that there's a lot to be said for how white settler colonialism has just completely shaped the world and dominated Mm -hmm. it in a way that has made us have the problems that we have today. And I do think that indigenous people manage the land better, like, statistically, oh, that yeah, it's shown. And, I, and, like, I think that indigenous people should be in leadership. I think that, like, oh, yeah. people of color should be in leadership. And I right agree. now, with white supremacy as it is and as it exists in the United States, it mm-hmm. it that it, that's why we're in this fucking mess. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is what is happening and why I think we're disintegrating in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. more so than before. So now it just kind of seems before like... Before
0: when? Before white supremacy? Hasn't, no, no, before I feel like... Oh, background like Native Americans had the U.S.
1: Yeah, and just mm-hmm. like people of color. I guess it wasn't
0: the U.S. at that point. The land that is now the
1: U.S. Right, like the Kalapuya people here mm-hmm. in Oregon. But anyways, why? So why don't you? Well,
0: what it gets to is okay. No, you're wait, gonna, hold on, hold
1: on. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. So like, it was the land acknowledgement that made you not wanna join Sunrise?
0: Um, it was that, and then it was the up uh, sparkles and the down sparkles and Listen, the pronouns and easy. all of it. And I'm like, here's, I'd even uh-huh. go to as far to say some of the efforts you guys are doing might be detrimental to the climate. I think Mm -hmm. it's overall positive, but I think conflating it with politics, like I'm centrist. I'm perfectly in the middle. I think left and right are equally good and bad. I'm turned off by like when I see radical left ideology, attached to climate change, I'm like, oh, I just want to deal with the climate change. I don't also want to deal with identity politics when I'm advocating for that. So I think that then isolates the whole middle and mm-hmm. like moderate moderate left, middle, moderate right, and right people from engaging in climate change.
1: That's really interesting because I feel like climate action and climate justice in general is like one with so many other issues. Really? And that, and that's I think, that's the problem is and my I, thinking. But I think, I don't, I don't think so. I don't what think What if that's I'm a problem. right wing and I'm like, "Oh, you know Wait, what?" Wait, hold on, hold on, okay, let, yeah, me finish, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me finish. Let me finish what it, I'm saying. It, give it, give it. I think that they're all connected, and I think that just like like I think that the way that we believe in what politics are in the United States is false because politics technically represents everything that we do, right? Yep. Where we where we live, where we go to school, what we learn, what we talk about in society, what we deem as important in society, right? Like those are all politics, and mm-hmm. that includes like all of the like just the random things that happen to everybody in everybody's life in this society. And I feel like with climate change, it affects every part of our life. So how is it not politics if everything you do is political?
0: Um, Because let's frame it this way. I'm Mm -hmm. a right-wing person, I'm like pro-guns. I'm saying a hypothetical, I'm playing a character. I'm pro-guns, I'm Mm -hmm. anti-abortion, but I'm starting to, and I'm voting Republican, but I'm starting to question if climate change might be real. so let me go look at a left uh, what a climate change group does, and then it's radical left wing stuff—the exact opposite, like um, of the views. Like I have to ascribe to all of radical left wing views if I want to ascribe to climate change. I'm like, oh, that puts me off. Like I think there should be—I'm sure there is—I'm sure there should be a climate change group though that's just, like purely climate change based. Like well, that's a singular. There issue. have been. Oh, and they didn't do much.
1: Well, I think that. Well, like this is not talking about sunrise at all because Sunrise definitely sees it as like an intersectional issue. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. so like climate justice for Sunrise as I understand it and how I interpret it is that you know, it's in tandem with racial justice, with other social issues that are going on with mm-hmm. education, with healthcare, like all of those. Yeah. Have to do with climate action and climate injustice. But
0: see, I am for healthcare justice and a lot of those justices, mm-hmm. but I'm not for all of them. No, I think I think we should more se- like not segregate segregate ideas, though. Like have, uh-huh. um, you know, like if I if I want to agree with guns, I don't also have to agree with abortion rights.
1: Right? No, I I feel like those specifically, and I'm not right. I'm just questioning. Right? I feel like those specifically do deal with like a different sector of thinking because from what just from what i've seen yeah. things like abortion generally come from a more like religious affiliation mm-hmm. that's what i've seen i yeah. can't obviously not for everyone mm-hmm. but just personally like speaking to people like knocking on doors yeah. talking to like mass amounts of voters in different places in different states that's definitely something that i've seen and i i think that if if people are looking for climate groups mm-hmm. as you know right wing identifying people they're, they definitely exist. <laughs> they're literally called scientists. Like straight oh, up. Oh, good point. And yeah. also, like, because scientists don't, when they're talking about what's going on in the climate, they do not talk about anything else. They're mm. just talking about straight statistics, facts, mm. why things are the way that they are. So you based think on politicizing
0: what... it makes it more seen?
1: Because uh, the scientists I, have
0: been doing that forever and no one pays attention.
1: Right. And that's why I think that maybe there are different groups who focus on climate change as a, in a different perspective and light so things like sunrise or things like sierra club or mm-hmm. so i think that that's why those exist and yeah, also i respect that and but like you know if people are just genuinely concerned about the climate there is so much information out there mm-hmm. that has been set out for so many years and you're yeah. right no one has paid attention to it i think that's because a lot of political interests specifically have made sure that we don't because it's more profitable to destroy the planet than it is to mm-hmm. Keep so it let's get really into it because you're, you're a
0: climate change person. I think <laughs>
1: climate um, change you're person. climate change.
0: I'm pro-climate change. No, oh uh, I'm God. kidding. I'm so fucking with you <laughs> at that point. Um, I think places like Sunri- Sunrise have identified the correct problem mm-hmm. that the climate is changing too fast mm-hmm. for evolution to keep up with, mm-hmm. but not the right solution. Um, you're, I mean, like what this, is the
1: right solution to you?
0: I think instead of having a cap or market or cap and trade or all those different things. Mm. doesn't make any sense. So say if China goes over it, we're not going to hold them accountable. We haven't held them accountable for anything else. So what would would make it like, even if the U.S. stayed in the Paris Accord or whatever, and we said, okay, we're going to use this much carbon, and then we go way over it. Who's going to hold us accountable? It doesn't make any sense. I think it should be, and I've said this a few times on the show, an externality-based, where it's like if you buy um, your plane ticket to Florida, it costs $200 extra that goes to a carbon capture farm, which takes out the exact amount of CO2 that you put into the atmosphere by, by flying.
1: So you believe in similar things to cap and trade? Similar, but to, cap like, and trade,
0: the, the, the tax on carbon would go to the government, not a specific sector of the government that takes out exactly the amount of climate or the carbon out of the air. Mm. Or if you um, buy a piece of like, a plastic, um, that money goes toward taking plastic out of the ocean. Like, that, like an exact one-for-one um, increase in price on objects that go exactly to their counterpoint, removing it. Not increase on price that goes straight to the government, that does nothing to help climate change. It just makes shit more expensive.
1: I mean, those programs do exist. That's the thing is like those, there are alternatives and there are ways that you can technically offset your carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. There are like lots and lots of like research that has been done about that. The thing is, is that they aren't intense, dramatic or urgent enough to deal with the way that climate change is now. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe at some point that could have been a viable option. Mm -hmm. Now, like you can't continue producing plastic, like just straight up manufacturing new bits of plastic, Mm -hmm. right, or manufacturing new things that are made from oil without tipping the scales more so than they are now. I don't think that any sort of carbon emissions buy-off would negate that. Mm. just because, like, we are past the point of being able to just, like, tit for tat. Like, now it's, like, we need to do reduction drastically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think that things, like, you zero emissions and clean energy. Like,
0: it would make it zero. Like, like say, oh, uh, airplane rides are just more expensive because you can't go over this amount of carbon. But
1: how would you if you're still producing oil, how would you like how I we don't understand if you're producing immediately if you're I don't think that immediate anybody's okay. asking for immediate we're yeah. not even asking for immediate yeah. like in you know sunrise is like deemed like radical, right? Yeah. In like the things that we're apparently mm-hmm. they're radical things like a Green New Deal. That's not even immediate. Yeah. That's 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's a decade. Yeah, people have done more drastic things, mm-hmm. more intense things mm-hmm. have, you know, come up with solutions. For frankly, bigger problems around the world—not yeah. bigger, just different, more intense,
0: mm-hmm.
1: situational, whatever. I, I get what you're meaning. Yeah, I just think that genuinely, yeah, ten years is a transition period, mm-hmm. and it's the transition period that, frankly, is the only one we have because yeah. we've waited so long.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's where I'm so at. That that's. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, I haven't read into the Green New Deal. But my understanding... Yeah. So is it a lot of cap and trade or is it different?
1: No, it's very different. It um, is? What is it? Cap. So first, to just say, I don't want to explain cap and trade because I feel like I will not do it justice. Okay. Um, but... Just because, like, it depends. I'll explain it. It, it genuinely it's, There's a depends. cap
0: on how much carbon you can use. You can trade it to other countries. If you go over, you owe the World Bank money but it or depends. something like
1: that. It's very situational. Yeah,
0: I'm um, sure, I'm sure. That's
1: one thing. That's why I was like, yeah. it just really depends Well, you can explain
0: how. it in a simplified way. Totally, That's a simplified yeah. way. Yeah,
1: so that is, like, the gist. There's and, a cap and
0: you can trade. <laughs> but
1: the Green New Deal is, A, it's, it's not even, like, very specific types of plans. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be, like, a framework so mm-hmm. that you can apply it to the local, state, and national level. Mm. Um, So the Green New Deal nationally would just look like a way that we could begin to imagine what that would look like for each community because each community has different assets, resources, abilities, and a bunch of
0: ideological stuff. I need that's hard a, that's answers. That's the thing. The
1: Green New Deal is an ideology.
0: Oh, I don't like and ideologies.
1: <laughs> I think that you should read it. It's 14 okay, pages. I'll read it. It's,
0: oh, God, that's more than I read all last year. You could year. have
1: somebody like read it to you. Okay, I'll do that's that. what I did. That's and then I read it did. because I was like, <laughs> yeah. I just. I don't know. I get mm-hmm. very distracted with things. So yeah. like sitting down to read, I'll read it. I'll, yeah. read it and you I'll have read you it. back
0: on after Florida and all that stuff.
1: We should have like literally just a time where we're reading it. Like you no, read it, read that, I'll, that I'll brush us. up and then we'll just both talk about it. Okay.
0: We'll that do that. That sounds sometime. lovely. We'll do that after you get back from Florida. Yeah. So externalities is my first thing, like increasing mm-hmm. prices stuff that goes directly toward removing it. Okay. Cause that would remove the, all the carbon from that plane ride, which would again reduce. But anyways, the other extra, the other uh, thing that I really think people should push mm-hmm. is decoupling economic growth from, um, carbon emissions, because that's what it's currently at. Like, you're by saying, "Oh, China or uh, let's say some poor place like Congo, limit your climate emissions." But they see the more the more carbon emissions, the wealthier of a country you become. So you're like saying, "Hey, stay in poverty." No, we need to decouple that. We need to show these these like we need to show the world like, hey. Um, I think some countries like Denmark have done it, where they've their economy's gone up, but their carbon emissions haven't, where traditionally that's always been a very similar line. I think we need to, to, to create a new way of gaining economic development without producing carbon. That's, I think, the biggest thing.
1: I agree that there needs to be a new economic system set in place that is not capitalism. What? Um, what? <laughs> and, and I think that's fundamentally, I think that's... Possibly what you're saying, because there are things, there are models like zero growth economies, and like,
0: oh, those are horrible, though. Yeah, but if you're in the Congo and they're telling you, "Hey, don't grow." Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> hold okay, on. okay. Sorry
1: before we before yeah. we go off into that, yeah. because I can't specifically speak for any like yeah. situation. I just think that
0: except for the whole Latina community.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what. <laughs> I'm or at doing. least half of 100%. them. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, like literally none, please. Um, but I just I feel as if you like I. I feel like I understand what you're saying and like I get where you're coming from. And Mm -hmm. I think that there are ways with specifically with Denmark, I think that you have to keep in mind that whenever there are, there is, you know, first world countries who are gaining and who are becoming more like have progress in a way that doesn't necessarily like emit carbon, right? Mm -hmm. You have to look at what technology and where those resources are coming from and from most of the time they're coming from third world countries. So the global South. Yeah. So really, are they having less carbon emissions? Because mm. they're technically just having it somewhere else. So that's the first thing that I would just want to like bring up is mm-hmm. that, are they really green or are they just greenwashing themselves? Yeah.
0: Greenwashing. That's a highest um, term. I like it. It's, no, it's good. It's a good it's term. A, it's, it's a, good, a good, term. good term. It is, And I
1: think that it's something that definitely describes a lot of first world countries, especially like in Denmark and Sweden I and Switzerland and so Finland. Definitely look that up. Greenwashing is a huge thing. And I think that, you know, where people put their waste, especially with technology, which usually is what helps offset carbon mm. emissions or at least reduce them. That does come from places like Ghana, you yeah. know, and like that's, they have to deal with all of the terrible environmental impacts of that it's Brutal. so that's the first thing that i would just like to say is like are they actually green mm-hmm. the answer is no usually when you look at it second i don't remember what my second thing was and now i oh. feel like i have to ask you what was your other point specifically even, with that
0: where i'm at is we just hit an we, hour okay. we have a lot to talk oh about gosh. on another show let's pick it wow. up we, 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 we can re-listen the last five minutes of this before our second show where we talk about the green okay. new deal and we pick up wherever i hope you have a blast in uh, florida and thank you for thank working you. for the bernie campaign yeah
1: thanks for having me on Thank you.